Today, the title of my message is Lying to the Holy Spirit. How many of you have ever told a lie? Who said not me? You just lied again. I was doing the food ministry one day and I was talking about this and because we used to have a service through the food ministry. I said, is there anybody here that's never told a lie? And this guy's hand shot up. And I'm like, really? And he goes, oops, I just told another lie. <laughs> so why don't we stand? We're going to read out Acts. We're in Acts chapter 5 today. And I think it's 1 through 11. So... Let's get this in us. It's titled Ananias and Sapphira. There was a certain man named Ananias who, with his wife Sapphira, sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming it was the full amount. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. Then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit and you kept some of the money for yourself. The property was yours to sell or not sell, as you wished. After selling it, the money was also yours to give, to give away. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. As soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell on the floor and died. Everyone who heard about it was terrified. Then some young men got up, wrapped him in a sheet, and took him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, was this the price you and your husband received for the land? Yes, she replied, that was the price. And Peter said, how could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? The young men who buried your husband are just outside the door and they will carry you out too. Instantly, she fell on the floor and died. When the young men came in and saw that she was dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear gripped the entire church and everyone else who had heard what had happened. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that today, that Lord, that there'd be no lying lips in this house. That Lord, that you deliver us today from the lies, the lies that we've told, the lies we've believed and Lord, and where Satan has entered in hearts to get them to believe a lie. We pray that today that, Lord, we be set free, that, Lord, your Holy Spirit would search our hearts today through the word, that, Lord, that you'd be glorified, you'd be lifted up in this place. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. You may be seated. Well, scripture's very clear about this, this whole situation. Whose land was it that Ananias sold? It was his land. It was his land he sold. So who had control of the money after he sold it? He did. Okay, so when you think about it, there was something inside of Ananias and Sapphira. It was something they'd not surrendered to the Lord yet. It was something they'd not repented of, something that they were holding on to that was in their hearts that caused them to do this. Was it greed? How many of you think it was greed? <laughs> Delonda says it was pride. How many of you think it was pride? We got a couple. How many of you think he was coveting? How many of you think he, he had a lying spirit? 
How many think he, it was just deception? But whatever it was, it was something in them that they'd not given up to the Lord. In the church, we talk about many such sins and give people the opportunity to repent of those sins. And the exception is, is that people don't want the darkness in their lives to be revealed. See, darkness hates the light because it's afraid that it'll be revealed. So we don't want to expose it. We don't want to shed light on the, the darkness in us. We want to keep it hidden because the enemy would lie to you and say, if you tell somebody what you're doing, they'll kick you out. See, if you tell somebody what you're doing and you're repenting of that sin, you're going to get free. He says, he says in James, confess your faults one to another so that you might be what? Healed. So what does healing mean? I mean, it, it, it can be that you be physically healed. It could be that you're healed from what you've been doing, from that very thing you've been caught up in, that when you confess it, that it gets removed from your life, that you, when you repent of it, it's gone, amen, that it's no longer a part of who you are. You know, in James, it says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. See, so when I'm over here and I'm submitting to God and I'm giving, revealing everything in my life that's not of God and I'm repenting of it, I'm focusing on Jesus, amen, you know, so that I'm not over here. When I get to resisting the devil, I'm not focusing on what I, the things that I'm battling. See, because I, I, I don't want to live my life. Oh, Lord, please don't help me. Help me not to do that again. Help me not to do that again. Help me not to do you know, I don't want to live my life resisting the devil. I want to live my life submitting to God so that as I'm submitted to God, I'm going to resist the devil already. You know, but when I'm submitting to God, when I'm worshiping, when I'm giving, when I'm praising, when I'm praying, I'm resisting, I'm submitting to God and I'm resisting the devil. Submitting to God, you're automatically going to resist the devil. Okay, and then, so the automatic thing that happens is as I stay in that position of submitting to God, the devil's got to go. He will flee. He'll get tired of you. And that's why you'll look back. You'll stay submitted to God and, and things will just start falling off. Somebody told me a few weeks ago that he, he came and he said, Pastor, I'm like an onion. It's just one layer at a time, man. It's just coming off. It's coming off. And I'm like, well, praise God. You know, and that's what we want. We want, whether it's one layer or all the layers at a time. You know, we want to get that stuff off of us, amen? And, and that's the plan. But I believe Ananias and Sapphira, they had not gone through the process of getting that stuff off of them. And so today I wanna give you some principles out of this story that I, I believe that God wants us to know. Number one, sin begins on the inside of you. It's in you, it's in your thinking. Let me just show you. Matthew chapter 15, 16 through 20. Jesus said, are you also still without understanding? Verse 17, do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. So th this confirms it right there that something that's within us that leads us to meditate on things and so that they turn into full-blown sin in our lives. 
Because when you're meditating on something, it builds in you to the point that you will do it. And so we've got to change our mind, right? This is why we read the word. This is how we renew our mind. We read the word of God, amen? And we get him in us. Now just listen. If you're gonna have a battle in your mind, give yourself a chance. Give yourself a chance. If you're, gonna, if you're battling in your mind, give yourself a chance for victory, amen? You know, it's giving yourself the, a chance. You get into the word and you memorize it. How many of you have a hard time memorizing? No more. No more today. No more in the name of Jesus. No more. You're going to get it now. It's going to sink in. You're going to remember in the name of Jesus. You're going to read it and it's going to go in. See, because you've got to give your, your spirit, man, ammunition to fight back against. Amen. I mean, could you imagine if you went into war, you went into a battle and you had a gun, but they didn't give you any bullets. You'd be like, bang, bang. See, that's what it is. When you live your life without the word, it's like going into battle with a gun and no ammunition. You gotta have the word of God in you. Why do you think I'm doing memory verses every week? So that you can memorize the word, so that you can get it in you. And you say, ah, oh, we don't need that help. You need the help. You need to memorize the word. You need to get it in you. you who cares if you know where it's at? Just say what it says all the scriptures and chapters and everything, that was added afterward. It doesn't matter if you memorize that, but memorize the scriptures. Who cares where it is? Just get it in you. You read it enough times, it starts sinking in. You're like, well, I read this last year. Great, and it's coming in, it's refreshing again, amen? You know, I know we read things in the Bible that we're like, I never knew that was there. But I probably read the Bible 20 times. You know, it's like, wow. I never read that. Donna closed me one day. She goes, I never read that scripture. I said, yes, you have. <laughs> because we have. And so getting the word, you've got to have the ammunition for your gun. Amen. You know, when you say you're a Christian, there's your gun. But you don't grow in the word. There's the lack of bullets. You've got to grow in the word. Amen. You've got to have something to stuff in that gun. Slap that. I know I talked to Oscar one day and he, he's, he's shot them 50 calibers, you know? Man, I haven't shot one of them yet, one of these days, but 50 cal, that's a, I mean, that's a big bullet, you know? And you can shoot them and whew, it'll pull your shoulder out. That's a big guns. You need big guns, amen? You need a word, you need to memorize. That's what I'm trying to give you, these memory verses, the big guns. So that you're healed, amen? That you're free in the name of Jesus. You need the big guns. Oh, is it something I said? <laughs> but the problem of sin is it's in man's thinking. Which is why God says the problem is the heart. You know, I hear people say it all the time. The Lord knows my heart. This is, this is what I'm going to think in my head when you tell me that. The Lord knows my heart. In my head it goes, and yes, it's deceitfully wicked. Because that's what the word of God says. See, because when you're doing your things your way, what you want, you all, we, people always go to, well, the Lord knows my heart. Yeah, he does. And because you're not living the way he ta- calls you to live, 
he would say your heart's deceitfully wicked. I, I wrote, I, wrote uh, I found this online that I, I'm going to read to you right now by a guy named John Rittenbaugh, The Covenants of Grace. He says, the problem of sin is in man's thinking, which is why God says the problem is in the heart, in the mind. Humans are limited to thinking what is in their minds. If we have God's word in our minds, along with the Holy Spirit, then there's a good chance that our minds will begin to change and to become circumcised. As it were, to be purified, to become holy as God is holy. God says, my thoughts are higher than yours, better than yours, greater than the east is from the west. Yet we have to take steps in that direction to begin thinking as he does. A person who is not holy will not see God because they will not think as he does. Will not see God because they will not think as he does. Along the same lines, he will recognize himself. He will not recognize himself in any of them. So until the heart is changed, nothing will be changed. The change begins by taking in the word of God on a daily basis and applying it to our lives. Amen? That's how it begins. Now let's go back to Ananias. He was coveting something that was already his. He owned the land. It was something he owned, but he wanted to look good in front of the crowd. He wanted to look good to the people. You know, when we finished last week, we finished chapter four of Acts and we it finished with the last verse was when Barnabas was a, a very good man, had sold land and brought the full amount and laid it at the apostles' feet for the, for the church. And then we jump into this story, which leads us to another principle today. You can't lie to God. You can't lie to God. God is all-knowing and all-seeing. Amen? He knows the truth. And then we know when he knows the truth, because he knows the truth, he can reveal the truth to men. He revealed the truth to Peter. He said, Peter, Peter says, why did you come up with this lie? Why are you doing this? Why are you sinning against God right now? You know, for them to, to come and to lie to God, not Peter, was pretty bold. They didn't know the consequences would be their lives. A young couple one day came to me for marriage counseling, premarital counseling. I said, she had a little girl and they were going to get married. I said, okay, if you're sleeping together, stop. Repent that you're doing it. And then when you get married, it'll be just like you've never done it. But getting married does not take care of the sin of fornication. So you got to stop. And I didn't ask, Hey, are you guys having sex? I didn't ask. I said, I just told him that. And then the lady, the lady chimes in. Oh, pastor, we would never do that. I have my little girl. I've learned from my mistakes. We, won't, we wouldn't do that. I said, great. And we went on through counseling. Last Sunday night, I was doing a service as young adults. 
And this, her fiance is at the altar and he's just sobbing. So I went and I prayed for him. I said, what's the matter? He says, she lied to you. I'm like, she didn't lie to me, man. She lied to him. So Delonda was real nervous on our next session. She didn't know what I was going to do. So I said, sir, the, the problem is not that you're having sex. The problem is, is that this woman you're about to marry is a liar. And that's going to be an issue in your marriage. Well, when they, find, when they got divorced, I said, you know, he called me and said, hey, pastor, we got divorced. And I said, how come? Because there was so much lying going on. I just, I'm like, well, there it is. When you don't repent of it and you keep it hidden and you walk in it, it it's going to destroy you. It's going to separate, separated that couple. And see, in the same way, it'll separate us from God. When we just continue in that thing because we don't want to deal with it, we don't want to confess it, we don't want to repent of it, we're going to stay in it, and it's going to bring destruction in it. They fell on the, down, the ground dead that day, but we will fall on the ground spiritually dead. We may not give up our physical life, but we will spiritually die. And we'll be separated from God. And if we don't repent, we'll be separated from God for eternity. See, at that time, the church was very young, which made it necessary to establish the apostolic leadership, the authority that the apostles had. And it was necessary to guard, safeguard the church's purity. The church, you, the church, everybody say the church, the church. has to remain pure. Well, a couple of you say, yeah, amen. Come on now. Peter stepped up, man. He had the word of knowledge. That's what gets me. That's what makes it funny to me is because people tell you things and you're like, the Lord's already told you what's going on in their life. And you're like, hmm. And they just spilling some junk. <laughs> I, was, I was meeting with one couple. I said, you know, they told me why they were having problems. And I'm like, oh, let me tell you, it was stupid. The problems were, were dumb. <laughs> you know, a lot of our problems are stupid. So I, I'm sitting there and I'm listening and I said, when are you going to tell me what's really wrong? And he looked at me and he said, I don't know you well enough yet. <laughs> I said, okay, I'm good with that. You know, three times getting together, then it all came out. But God, God revealed to Peter what Ananias had done. God took his life to establish that there'll be no lying to God, the Holy Spirit. Amen? No lying. You got to get the lying out. Confession is better. Yeah, but you might judge me. I don't care what you do. I, you know, just get it out. That's on you. I'm not living your life. I'm not the one that's got to deal with God for you on that. I'm going to tell you the truth up here, and then you decide what you want to do. Amen? God already knows it anyways, and 
So why would you want to lie to him? Why would you want to lie to him? And this takes us to number three today. There are consequences to lying to the Holy Spirit. There are consequences to lying to the Holy Spirit. There's consequences to lying to your mom and dad. Now, you may not like those consequences, but there's there. When you lie, my daughter, my oldest daughter, I'm not going to talk about you, Carly, you're here. So, <laughs> Carly was an angel growing up, man, she was. Well, my oldest daughter, Chris and I, she was the vice president of the Christian club at Corona High School. So she, I was going to be the guest speaker. So I checked in at the office and I said, because um, Cardi was out of school because she had tonsils out. So I said, hey, you know, Christopher forgot to pick up Cardi's homework. Do you think that when I get done with the Christian club, I could come by and pick it up? And she goes, oh, Krista didn't forget. She didn't come. I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, she wasn't in, she wasn't in here yesterday. I'm like, huh, okay. So I'm walking up to the Christian club and Kristen comes running out. Oh, hi, dad, hi, dad. I say, hey, Chris. I said, um, you know, funny thing just happened. <laughs> I was in the office and, and I, I was asking for Carly's homework since you, you forgot it yesterday. She goes, yeah. And I go, and she told me you weren't here. And Kristen's face turned white. I said, you know, why don't you get your driver's license and stuff and just have it ready for me after class because you're done driving. She's like, what? I said, yeah, just make sure you have the license ready. So I went and taught, and when I came out, she handed me the license. I said, okay, take that bus. Lines, just God reveals it. And, and whenever Krista tried to do something, the Lord always told us, we always found out, huh? She hated it. She's like, it's not fair that he always tells you when we've done something wrong. <laughs> See, but that's what God does. God wants to give you the gifts so that you can move in the gifts so that you can learn even to minister to your children. God will use the Holy Spirit in you to move in you that bring the revelation of what's happening so that the truth is what? The truth is revealed. That's what God wants to do, reveal the truth. There's consequences to serving the Holy, to testing the Holy Spirit. There's only one place in the Bible that God says, you can test me in this. It's in Malachi chapter three, verse 10. He says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. You attend this church, this is the storehouse. There's your understanding, okay? He says that there may be food in my house. And then he says this, and now, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. You can test God in it. He says, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. That is his promise. And he says, test me, try me. And he doesn't mean tithe one time and see what happens. He means tithe a hundred times and see what happens. 
you know, be consistent, you know. I, I listen to Mark. He's got a great test. Come and share this testimony, Mark. I, I, it's on the spot. I don't know. Come on. <laughs> yay, Mark. You got a crowd behind you. you got a yay, Mark. <laughs> About the tithing when you learn to tithe. You want to go up there? No. Come on. Man. <laughs> All right. Reader's Digest version. Um, so I was dating this beautiful young lady over here who's now my wife. And, and, she was minister- <laughs> and she was ministering to me about tithing. And I was like, are you nuts? I, 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 got, I don't got 10% to give to anything. I'm not even paying rent right now. And she just kept telling me, you've got to tithe. And I'm just like, there ain't no way. And so I'm like, okay, I'll try it. So I gave a tithe and then all hell broke loose. My, that week was a nightmare. And I'm like, really? This is what you get? <laughs> so I was praying about it. And there was the West Coast Believers Conventions with the Copelands in, in, in Anaheim. And so she takes me. And Jerry Seville was there talking about how he tithed his shoes. And the light bulb went on. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to worry about anything. If I just give my tithe, God will cover me. So I'm like all excited. I'm like a 10-year-old just running around in a candy store. And I'm telling her, hey, this is, I got it. I got it. And she's like, oh, great. I brought you here to dump you because I can't be <laughs> dating a guy that doesn't know how to tithe. And I was like, wow. So... We stayed together, and I, I just told, I told God the next week when I tithe, I just said, look, if I die in the gutter, you'll have to explain that to me, but from this day forward, I'm going to give you my tithe. Uh, maybe a week later, um, her grandmother had passed away, actually maybe two blocks from where I live now, and uh, her uncle had came out. I don't know if he was in Hawaii at the time or not, but he came out. He's a real, real estate guy. And we're walking around this nine and a half acre thoroughbred ranch, figuring out what they're going to do. And I'm helping clean stuff up. And he goes, what are you doing? And I go, cleaning, you know? He goes, no, 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 where are you living at? And I go, I'm renting a room from a guy. Why don't you stay here? I'm like, yeah, really? Like I can afford this? He goes, no, 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 free. We'll pay the water. We'll pay the gas. We'll pay the electricity. I need you to feed the dogs and mow the it wasn't even nine and a half acres. The mow was like a backyard. You do that and you can stay here for free. And I was just like, oh my gosh. So God just pours out his blessings again and again and again. And that's how tithing works. Amen. That's the only place we're allowed to test God in. Amen. In your giving. You know, but it wasn't the amount that Ananias gave. That was the issue. It was that he lied about what he gave. And there are consequences when we do such things. Amen. And I know we don't like consequences. How many of you like consequences? So the Israelites, God showed them the land. He sent the 12, 12 spies into the land. They came back and Caleb and Joshua were so excited about what God showed them. The other 10 complained about everything that God was going to give them. So God made them wander in the wilderness for 40 years. Consequences. Moses 
didn't get to go into the promised land because he struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock. Consequences. God opened up the ground and swallowed a bunch of people as a consequence. There's consequences in the word of God, amen? The consequence that I'm concerned about today is that there's the possibility that some of you won't go to heaven. Because if you have not repented of something and you continue in it, there will be a consequence. And if Jesus comes at that time, I mean, I don't know what he's gonna say. The word declares that there's a broad way and a narrow way. And he's looking for a bride without spot and wrinkle. He's looking for people who have gone all in with him, amen? People that have let go of this life to be citizens of heaven. Are you ready, really ready for Jesus to come back? I mean, not according to what you think, but according to what the word of God says, because that's all that matters. Remember, sin begins on the inside of you and we need to be changed into the image of Christ, amen? Romans 12, two says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's what God wants, that we be renewed in him. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of what other people think. Be afraid that when you, he blows that horn to call the church home, you might not go. Be afraid of that. That's what we need to be concerned about. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today and I ask that you just search our hearts right now. That you would just speak to us, Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Ron, I need to make that commitment to Jesus. I just need to go all in with him today. I'm ready to surrender all to Jesus. If that's you, just raise your hand and wave at me today. Amen, amen. Anybody else going all in? Amen. Praise God. Why don't we stand? Why don't you that rose raised your hand today. Why don't you come to the front right here? Let's give them a big hand today as they come. Great, great decision. Hallelujah. This young lady's coming. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else need to come? Bible says repent of your sins 
And you know where you're sinned, where you're sinning, what's got a hold on you. And today you can just let it go. Amen. Can I get some men and women of God over here, please? Come on, Lewis, Robert. Stand behind these guys. That we're to repent of our sins, that we're to really be sorrowful for the sins that we've done, the things that we've done. And we're to ask God to forgive us of those sins. And then he, he says, he told the, the one guy, he said, even the woman that was committing adultery, he said, go and sin no more. So that's what repentance is. You're turning away. You're going, you were going this way and today you're turning around and saying, I'm not going that way anymore. I'm going to follow God. Man, I'm going to read the word. I'm going to pray. I'm going to worship. I'm going to become a member of this church. I'm, I'm going to just go with God. So we're going to pray, and then these men will pray for you. These women pray for you. But I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Let's all say it today, please. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus, that he died for me. He was raised from the dead, and he sits at your right hand. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me. I surrender it all to you. I want to serve you, Lord, with a pure heart, with clean hands. Wash me free today. I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now just turn around and let them pray for you today, those guys right behind you. Now the rest of us. I, I, I just, I know that none of us are perfect here. And I know that we need great ammunition for the days ahead, the word of God. But I, I just... As I was writing this, I felt God say in my spirit to call you forward, to repent of those things that have been holding you back, to get rid of the things that have held you back from what God has for you. So I'm going to call you forward right now to come and repent and just get with God right now on the altar of the Lord so that you leave this place free. You know, you already know God, but there's something been hanging you up. And let's get rid of it today. Let's be free today in the name of Jesus. Come on. Don't hold back. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Lord, we just come before you today. We repent of our sins, God. We repent, Father God, for the things that have been in our life that we've allowed to hang on, God. Lord, we decree and declare today freedom in the house of the Lord. Freedom today, God. That, Lord, that we be loose from these things, Father, in the name of Jesus. That we not hold on to them any longer, God. But, Lord, we surrender all to Jesus. All to Jesus. Lord, we surrender it all to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. And Father, that you would forgive us. And Lord, that there just be that, that grace that comes right now to each one of us. It frees us up, God. Lord, we just surrender all. All to Jesus. All to Jesus. We surrender it all to you, Lord. Lord, we just ask for that washing, that cleansing today. Help us to stay submitted to you, Father. Lord, submitted to you. 
Lord, that we can resist the enemy, and that the enemy will flee. Father God, let this be a life-changing day for us, that we're free. We are free in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Your freedom, your freedom in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We glorify you, God. We just let go and we let you, God. We let you take over. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise you, Jesus. Amen? Amen? You're free. Everybody say, I'm free. I'm free. Now, let me tell you what's going to happen. When you go out those doors today, the enemy's going to go, you're not free. Remember, the devil's a liar. He's a liar. That's what he does. So you just tell him, you're a liar, get out of my face. Okay, and you stay submitted to God. Stay submitted to God, amen? Stay submitted to God. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated.